and welcome today to today's Ladies Football Show on the 42 in conjunction with the LGFA. My name's Emma Duffy, I'm your host today and I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Mayo manager Peter Leahy. How are we Peter? Hi Emma, Good. great to be Patrick's. here, great to be on the show. I've been watching the show every time it's been on so it's, it's nice to actually be here. Absolutely, great stuff. Well look, we're looking forward to a big weekend ahead and I, I suppose yourselves, you're facing Cork on Sunday but there's a big weekend of ladies football in general. Four semi-finals. Uh, double headers across Division 1 and 2 and then obviously not forgetting Division 3 and 4 as well. Yeah, yeah, huge weekend and, and uh, I'm sure it didn't, didn't ha um, help uh, the LGFA that it's obviously the April as well and to get pitches with all championship matches throughout the country. So, I mean, there was probably a little bit of a wait to, to see where the semi-finals were um, but I, I know from Karen's point of view in, in the LGFA, she... I'm sure she had a nightmare going around trying to get pitches, but she's done a great job. She has us down in Burr and she has Dublin in in um, Kinnegad. So listen, she's done brilliantly. Absolutely, and I suppose looking to your own match um, with Cork, uh, it's kind of setting up to be a tasty affair. Yeah, listen, Cork, let's be honest about it. Uh, Cork are the, the league um, champion. No, they're the league champions, first of all, but they're the... They're the their, their forte is obviously league and championship because they don't they don't seem to lose matches you know mm -hmm. um, they have the winning way they have the formula they have a superb manager in, in Effie who like Effie hasn't won, hasn't lost a league match mm -hmm. yet or hasn't lost a league champ yeah, uh, exactly. um, series yet so like he, he's won every one he's done so listen we're up against it they're, they're the benchmark that we go against uh, definitely for league I mean if we, if we were to look at championship it's, it's Dublin and Cork but for, for for league and other teams by the way but you know they're the benchmarks but for league it's it's Cork so listen we, we're in no uh, we have no qualms about the fact that we're up against a top team. Absolutely, and I suppose just looking at the last two times you've met during the league, there was a point between you, they came out on top last year, uh, the All-Ireland semi-final, of course, in Berfney Park. Uh, you guys came out on top by a point, so we're looking towards coming right down to the wire again, I feel. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, um, the Sometimes scorelines deceive, you know, anyone who was down in Breffy Park last year would have seen a, a super game of football. It was a really, really good game of football. I thought we, uh, as in Mayo, should have won by more at the time when we started off very well. And then Cork, of course, you let Cork in the door and they're, they're, they're going to batter it down. And, you know, in the end of the day, we actually, I would say, got a little bit lucky. We got a, not a fortuitous goal, but we got a good goal near the end that, that won it for us in the league match this year. I mean, the league is, is slightly different and it's definitely different for us because, I mean, Cork aren't setting up anywhere close to what they'd be doing in the championship. Or neither are we. Like, we don't even record games um, because we're absolutely doing in the league is just to look at players and that's what we're l looking at doing so I wouldn't take too much from what happened to us down in the league I mean we went in a point up in the league down in, down in Cork and uh, Cork came out and blitzed us and mm -hmm. you know we were playing defensively and um, you know we've changed our game since that and, and you know continually change it every week so it's it's not going to be in any way just the same scenario come Sunday I don't think Absolutely and I suppose looking back at the league in general you kind of mentioned how it's used for, for blood and players, testing players, experimental kind of times. Um, just looking back at the league as a whole, um, I suppose it was a bit of a mixed bag, but that's what that's what happens. Yeah, well, listen, for me being a new manager, I mean, I, I coached last year, and it's a completely different thing to come in as, as manager. And to come in as manager, I brought a full new management team with me. So this is not about, you know, um, it's about learning. I mean, it's, it's about learning about your coaches. It's about learning about your, your management team and who, who are superb. Like, I mean, I, I, I went out and, and looked for a management team that, you know, 
apart from coaches, apart from everything, who all have something to play. And I'm, I'm not a big person in a big, huge back team. I'm not into that kind of thing. I'm into keeping it tight, keeping it close and keeping it real. And, you know, I, I, each coach I have, like Michal Reynolds, who, who's, a, who's a football coach, is also a psychologist, a sports psychologist. So we use the sports psychology. Um, Denise McDonough, who's won an All-Ireland for Mayo, uh, Denise is coaching with me as well, and she's a selector, but she's also a nutritionist. So we, we use that end of it. Um, and then we've Keen Brannock. Keen Brannock is a, is a strength and conditioning coach, but he specialises in recovery, and he's brought stuff in recovery. We've got stuff in recovery that say for example Manchester, Manchester City football club use mm-hmm. so like we, we're very advanced in that, in that department um, and then we have Michael McHale who, who, who's superb and uh, Sinead Stagg Sinead Costello who, um, who won two All-Irelands uh, for Mayo so we, we've, we've a nice tight group of course, and I suppose looking at the players as well, you know, there's kind of newer girls have, have stepped up to the scene this year and kind of really took the game by the screw over the neck even. Yeah, this is all about players and, and at the end of the day, it's about um, learning as we go along and our girls are learning. I have to say, that possibly the, the, the best, and I mean, I've been involved in the men's game a long time and... and it, they're definitely the best group of people I've ever seen for learning each week and each week they come and they're, they're looking for more information and they're looking for more learning and their guidance is, is, is superb. I, I don't think I've come away from a session going, oh God, you know, that wasn't a great session or I haven't come away from a session going, you know, they didn't learn anything. They're always learning, they're always improving. But we've specifically, and, and I think the girls like that too, we, we've said it's a very open book. It's everybody's entitled to get some timing on the field. I mean, my view of the league is that if you don't, uh, if you don't play National League against the top teams, um, well then I can't expect you to come on in Championship and do something for us. So uh, everybody has to get a little bit of a taste of high pressure um, football and that's what I use the league for. And, you know, we've gained so much information um, from from ourselves and it's not about information of other teams because as I said already uh, other teams and ourselves won't be remotely like what we are in the championship and uh, I would never I don't even record games I, say, I said this off air mm-hmm. I, I don't record games and, and the likes of Maxi Curran up in Donegal was amazed when he came down that we weren't recording games or anything like that but I, I simply don't record games because not one of us is going to be anywhere remotely the same come championship so you know looking back on, on a league match between ourselves and Cork you know won't be anyway remotely like mm-hmm. what we'd be like in the championship and so on and so forth so I use that I, I, I'm a big believer in the league being used for what it should be is to blood players and to fine players Absolutely and I suppose looking back to, to the first day of the league we were speaking about this off air as well and you came up against Westmead your native county and you managed Westmead um, to All-Ireland Intermediate yes. Final in 2011 the title in 2011 so that I suppose is kind of a weird day Oh that was that was a real uh, heartstring one because uh, I, I t- even on my going through the motions I, I found it hard to look at the Westmead girls um, uh, listen we were in we were in the trenches together and when you've been in the trenches together working with someone it's very hard to, to switch off all of a sudden I mean it was awkward moments in the thing I mean I have the height to respect obviously for my own county and uh, delighted obviously that it stayed up as well and it was a good day for Westmead as well because they were coming to us we were just after an, uh, being in an All-Ireland final we were we had two sessions done before we met them in the first round of the league Um the likes of Fiona McHale wasn't there. None of the, a lot of the Carnacon uh, girls weren't mm-hmm. there. They just won in All Ireland. They weren't back yet, and it was a good day for Westmead to try. And I knew we were under pressure, and Westmead really put it up to us. Westmead will put it up to anyone. I mean, I, I do believe they're very, very close. Apart from the the mall and they got from Donegal, which was a bad day at the office. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been very competitive in every league match, and they're well due their their Division One, and that'll make them stronger coming into the championship. And I, you know. 
I personally wouldn't like to get them again in in a championship situation. Obviously, for for but not even for that. It's for I think they're very really good quality players right across the way. So that was my hardest day. I have to say, um, got out with the win, and to be honest, there was no celebrating involved. Obviously, because uh, um, it is what I have a job to do, and I'm Mayo now, full stop. So that was my job, and we we came out with the points. But you know, you have to respect uh, where you come from, and what you do, and that's. West, I'm Westmead through and through as well. So good stuff. And I suppose, look, Division One has been has been competitive. It's thrown up some really exciting games. I think one that really springs to mind is yourselves in Donegal, that absolute goal fest in Swinford. Well, it was funny. Uh, halfway, or about ten minutes into the second half, uh, Maxi comes up beside us and I says, "Maxi, did we need this? You know, <laughs> it was a ding dong game. Listen, if you're a spectator, you definitely would have loved it. And the amount of people who came back out said, you know, that was a super game of football. Listen, it was way too open, probably for for a manager's point of view. But you know, at that stage, we had nothing to lose or they had nothing to lose, and we just went at it. Um, the big thing for us, we had nine individual scores in, mm-hmm. you know, f- as a spread of scoring. Like, and when you score uh, uh, four sixteen, and you and you you have nine nine different scores on the board. I mean, that's that to me it, it spells that you're doing something right. Yes, we let a lot a lot in, but th- to be honest, you we've been very again learning as we go along and me being a, a male coach I had to learn the rules number one and the, the referees have been excellent with me because I've asked a lot of questions mm. of them and, and I've read the rule book and I've asked individual questions and I have had a super relationship with it because we're trying to the one thing that Mayo had in the last couple of years was our foul count was so high um, that we're trying to change that and that's that's being individualistic and I've changed it around like we played Cork the week before the Donegal match and they only scored three, maybe four from play. Everything else, we fouled them in, in the scoring zone. So we changed that for the Donegal game, and they only got two scoring chances from the thing, which is a huge plus. But then we leaked goals. Mm-hmm. So it's to try and get the fine balance, because we are trying our best not to make to make sure we're not fouling. So we're standing off players quite a lot now, um, and and you know not not committing the the, the foul um, because we feel it's very very important to. If you want to play a flowing game, uh, is to not give away scoring chances. So, listen, it's the, it's the fine divide. The same way going on against Monaghan, we again stood off them, and uh, we're kind of going. We're, it sounds like Kevin Keegan when he was in Newcastle. We'll score more than you, and that was the kind of way for the last two two uh, league matches. And listen, we we know we have to do things in the backs, but it's to get the fine line between not fouling um, and playing within the rules and still preventing the team from scoring but uh, going the other way we're going well absolutely and I suppose that leads us on nicely to what you know I'm going to ask you and of course Daunton's home today and I'm just wondering has there been any contact or have you been in touch with her at all is she home today Emma is she, ah, <laughs> she don't tell me that <laughs> yeah no I just actually before I came in I seen Crazy's tweet um, uh, with her coming into to Dublin airport with two big bags um I hope she has a, a load of jerseys, uh, Aussie rules jerseys <laughs> for for everyone. Um, yeah, listen, Cora's back, uh, and it's well documented that mm-hmm. um, she doesn't know what she's going to do yet. So um, I have no real story for you in, in that I haven't been contacted by Cora, but we we've, we've texted each other over the uh, AFL, wishing her the best of luck and so on and so forth. Um, she had a job to do over there. She was playing professional football, so mm-hmm. I mean that that's a job in itself. Um, and listen, it's 
I've, I've been contacted by a lot of media uh, over this issue, of obviously, ever being home. And, you know, I think everybody's looking for a story, but there's there's, there's no story as such. I mean, the, the way it's been left between me and Cora, and the way it is for anyone who's involved with Mayo, if there's a player out there who's capable and good enough to be on the Mayo panel, all they have to do is make, pick up the phone and ring me and they'll be brought in. And that'll apply to Cora or to, or to anyone else. I mean, Marta Carter came back in two weeks ago. She had a lot of things on and she came back in two weeks ago. And she's, you know, she, she's playing catch up, but Marta will catch up very quickly. That's Absolutely. for sure. Um, but like, she's working really, really hard. Obviously, she's not going to be involved in the league, but she, she'll be there ready waiting for us in championship as well. And anyone who comes in has to fight for their place. You see the way we're moving the ball right now and mm-hmm. it's, it's everybody's going to fight for their place. So, I mean, do, if the question you're asking, do I want Cora Staunton in? Well, bloody hell, she's. And I've documented that she's the best footballer, in my opinion, that's ever played the ladies' game. So, do I want her involved? If there was a draft like there was in the AFL, and she was numbered whatever on the draft, there isn't one county in Ireland who wouldn't want her. Absolutely. So, it, it does, is Peter Leahy any different? No. Now it's really up to Cora. What, what, you know, she's had a huge season over there. Before that, she's won an All Ireland McCarnacon. Before that, she was in an All Ireland final with Mayo. Uh, does Cora want a break? Does Cora want to come straight back in? Does Cora? She sa- she publicly said that you know she couldn't believe that she wasn't missing football Mm -hmm. but maybe that's because she needs a break Um, everybody needs a break sometimes so that's really going to be listen I know Cora she lands she sees a Gaelic football she'll want to play it and she'll go back to her club which is a fantastic club Carnacon and you know she'll kick football around with the girls and the girls will probably annoy her as well but she's very headstrong and she'll do her own thing so when if Cora if she comes in whether she listen do we want her part of Mayo football whether she's playing whether she's uh, a substitute or whether she's carrying the water bottles it's irrelevant as long as she's part of the Mayo thing. Now, by the way, the water bottles is a pun. I wasn't meaning <laughs> about the water bottles. But having said that, she'd be some water girl. Could you imagine? She'd be brilliant. Could, could you imagine her, her running into, you, before a match, running into uh, Sarah Rowe, for example, and her, someone marking Sarah Rowe, and Sarah Rowe turning around, ah, yeah, she's only in the water, she wasn't good enough to get my place. Well, the girl marking her would absolutely die. <laughs> <laughs> That's only a pun, by the way. Um, <laughs> we're only having the, the, the crack, but no, of course, Cora's Cora's Cora, and Cora's um, a legend in her own in her in her own right. And there's a reason why she made it so good over in the AFL playing a foreign game. Uh, and there's a reason for it because she's an absolute professional. She knows me. I know her. It'll be very much. She's been looking for years and years and years for challenges, and that's why she went into the AFL. And it will be a challenge coming back in with us because. Um, for once, everybody else is going to step up. Mm-hmm. The, a lot of the problems is, is people, you know, the media and everybody else say, oh, well, it's the core, core, core. Well, it's been core, core, core because everybody else didn't step up. Now we've everybody else stepping up, so it's, it's it, core can come in and do her job if that's what she wants to do. So it, 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 does the dynamics change? Yeah, they will change, but they'll change for the better, and all the core ever wants is a challenge and for the best thing for Mayo. And the best thing for Mayo is obviously her being involved, but no one can no one can stop her saying to her, she is, owes me on nothing. Um, she owes me nothing. She owes no one nothing, only herself, because she's done everything in the game that's ever been done. So, um, do I want her? It's just I, I'm uh, I'm not uh, I, I don't beg, but it's very close to begging at this stage. No grovelling involved. There's no grovelling involved. You know, Cora's Cora. She knows me. I know her. Um, she can pick up the phone anytime, or she can text me anytime when training, and it'll mm-hmm. just be. Yeah, it's it's at nine o'clock or eight o'clock. I'll see you see you there. It's no, going to be no big deal about it, um, and I don't think she's going to make a big deal about it because, 
you know, males in our in our DNA, it's our blood, and that's it. Of course. So your plan is just to give her her space and see what she thinks. Absolutely. It, it, the whole ball lies with, with Cora. You, I won't be ringing her. I won't be texting her. I won't be annoying her. Uh, and she knows me well enough that she just sends a tech, text to say, Peter, when's training? It's at 7 o'clock this evening in bloody harness. See you there. That's the end of the, end of the story. Um, fighting to get into, into the team or not the team that's a separate a separate issue and that goes with whatever happens on the training ground brilliant so we'll all have to wait and see basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> good stuff watch this space huh? <laughs> but look as as you've said you know lots of other girls have stepped up to the plate like if you look at the two kelly sisters sarah for example like you wouldn't even notice the core is not there yeah well nine scores uh, against tony gall eight scores against individual scores against uh monaghan mm-hmm. um i i don't think there's many teams um are, are many setups who are who, who can say what we're saying about that you know listen it's still only league it's still only um not only league but it's still league time still early, early days, um yeah. you know we're 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 in march um it is what it, or, sorry april sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry um um it, it, it is early days we are moving the ball well um and you know the girls are brilliant. I mean, the two Kelly sisters are brilliant. Sarah Rowe with Fiona McHale in mm-hmm. New York. Fiona Doherty has been an unsung hero Absolutely. for us. But like, it's not just them. I mean, Sean Howley's come on and scored in every match. Uh, young Amy Downing's come on and done a great job. We forwards come like, no matter what happens at the moment, our six forwards who start will never finish the game because the mm-hmm. game is changing as we speak. You know, and my goal this year was, and it was the problem that we had in the past, Mayo, was to have 22, 23 players because. You won't finish a game with 15 now uh, that mm-hmm. started. It's just not possible. The game is, is too fast. It's too... Uh, I mean, Dublin destroyed us last year when they brought on a couple of players fresh uh, in the All-Ireland final. And, and, you know, that's... In fairness to Mick Bowen, that's, he had them ready and, and, and waiting. And, and, and the key for what we're learning during this campaign and what I'm trying to teach, I mean, uh, is that everybody knows what everybody's supposed to do and, and, and everybody's equal. And, and that's the, the real key. And... Uh, I've learned an awful lot from, uh, I, I'd be quite friendly with Joe Schmidt and, and we would uh, discuss things and the one thing I learned from him is, and learned from what he's done with, with Ireland is, um, it's not about the name of the person, it's about what everybody can do for their country or club or whatever, our county or whatever the case may be. So whoever comes in does the equal job or the fresh legs, I mean, take, for Joe Schmidt for example, taking Johnny Sexton off and Carby comes on and does the job, that's just the way it is, everybody has to do a job. And I suppose looking to last year, and obviously it did end in, in disappointment ultimately, but you're involved with a coach, Truth, as a coach, came in during the summer, I'm right? Mm, saying that's that. right, after the Connacht final. Of course, and look, you picked yourselves rightly up from the Connacht final. I, well, I mean, th- in fairness, the work was done uh, before I came in. I mean, uh, DJ Collins is a phenomenal coach, mm-hmm. and he had done so much work with the, with the girls, and, you know... Um, the, we we got a little bit of a fresh I- impetus. What I have found with these girls is they really only get good when it becomes pressure on. I mean, we were going okay in the league, and then when the last two games you have to win, the girls go and do it. So we, we're, we seem to be brilliant when the back's against the walls, um, and that's what happened last year. They came on, and, and the last eight or ten weeks, they just picked themselves up, and you know they'd never been far away from the top uh, two, and Got to, got to the final this year and I, we kind of blew ourselves out after the court game in, in my opinion mm-hmm. on it and um, there's no doubt about it. Mick Bowen got the better of us on the day uh, both on the sideline and on the pitch and uh, but we learned from that and I suppose there was a bit of a bit of war, war of wor- words even while the media kind of blew it up I suppose 
before that game. Um, I'm going to ask you about it. <laughs> Do you have any regrets about it? Or uh, No, no, listen... Um Mick was probably misquoted as saying that, you know, Cora basically acts um, in fouling and and, and um, Mayo go down easy and they buy freeze and all that. I mean, listen, it's just talk before an All-Ireland final. Mm-hmm. It's, it's poppycock, really, to be quite honest with you, because none of that was happening. I was coaching at the time and there was no predetermined of any of that. And I did come back and as you well know, put an article saying he was wrong, saying bringing Core into this dispute, but that's only a war of words. Before an All-Ireland final, there was nothing to it. And, you know, Mick would be the same as me. He'd be misquoted sometimes, I'd be misquoted sometimes. There's no malice in anything, and I know he he respects Core an awful lot, the same as anyone would. Um, Same as me, Noel Healy is their star player, and I had Noel Healy in in UCD when I was involved in UCD, and she's phenomenal. You know, could I say a bad word about her? No. It's not it's not she she's just too good to, to say anything bad about but listen sometimes you, you'd misinterpret things when people say about man marking or about this that and the other mm-hmm. um uh but listen it's it's just the war words i wouldn't even i wouldn't even absolutely. go into it you know you, you wipe yourself off of these things and you don't get too excited about absolutely. them absolutely but i suppose it added a bit of excitement as well and <laughs> excitement for you for us of course <laughs> and for everyone at home i yeah, suppose yeah, but yeah. um but look like yourself, we spoke about this off air to yourself, Mick Bowen, there's plenty of other coaches there who have a background in the men's game and in other sports as well. And I suppose, how have you found that kind of transfer over and how much has the ladies game improved since you've been involved, do you feel? Oh, it's, it's, I have to give huge credit to the LGFA, um, to Lidl, um, for the profile for yourselves, 42 and, and everything else. I think um, Jerome, obviously, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been huge what's happened in the ladies' game. I mean, I was involved with Tullamore last year and uh, senior football team, and I remember coming back from the Cork game after the Cork game, and I was coaching Mayo and all the lads. You know, brilliant game, brilliant game, brilliant game. And I was training the next day. Everybody had watched the game. You know, so the men are watching the game, and it's no coincidence that the t- the top four or top four or the top five. Uh, managers in, uh, this year in the league yeah, of course. are all male orientated. I mean, Mick Bowen is involved the men's before he was in women's. Myself, uh, Effie, um, Maxi and Maxi, mm-hmm. like all involved in the men's. Is it is it hard to transfer over? Yeah, it is. The, the biggest thing is the rules um, and adapting to the rules, and that's what Mick really scored on last year because he really looked into the. And I've learned from that. Um, Last year, I, I could be considered a little bit at fault for, for a lot of the, the big fouls that happened because I came in with tackling like men and um, in fairness to DJ Collins, he had them properly tackling and I came in and I probably changed that and we probably needed that a bit of aggression to get us to where we did but it, it ultimately it destroyed us in the on Ireland finals so I'll take a bit of that on board and uh, you know every day a loss is a learning day and every day is a learning day for me and that I learned an awful lot from that and when I decided to go back um, and take the Mayo job. I mean, I was in for a, a senior football job, as men's job as well, mm-hmm. and, and I decided to go back at this, number one, because they're, they're the most adaptable people I've ever seen, and number two, I, I just felt, I personally, as a coach, left a lot behind me, and I didn't I didn't do us justice last year, I don't think, um, and I learned an awful lot that, and this year now, I just... The tackle is one, is one of the major things, um, how we move the ball before contact, etc., etc. But most important, what I'm trying to teach the girls is empower them to think on their feet and do what they need to do and, and empower them to be the players that they need to be 
themselves. I mean, you can teach the skills and the coaching all you want, but they're the ones that have to make the changes or do the things on on the pitch themselves. And you know, I'm I'm a big believer in just going out and playing. But what I mean by that is empowering yourself to, to in every situation of, of what happens in a situation. You can do all the drills you want, you can do all the matches, but when it comes down to it, you have to be able to play football. I mean, there's a, there's this thing in, in ladies' football that, you know, at the moment is driving me mad. It's this thing of uh, match-ups. You know, every manager, mm-hmm. everything is obsessed with match-ups, and you landed up with 10 match-ups on the field. You know, I believe if my cornerback is not good enough to mark the person that put on, whether it be doesn't matter who it is if they're not good enough they're not good enough you're either good enough or you're not good enough to be on the team and it doesn't shouldn't really matter who you're playing against or who you're who you're on you should be good enough to play your position and do do, do your job so the whole matchup things i find very funny and um this thing of names and you know this person's this that and the other yeah great footballers but if your footballer that's opposite you is not good enough to take you well then you know you, you can't be changing your game plan to, to, to suit theirs and it's just it's just part of, of empowerment. I, I'd like to empower my players to do their own thing. Absolutely. And do you feel that the standard has increased oh. an incredible amount as oh, well? It's, yeah. it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, I, I went back last year to do a session with uh, Mayo, obviously, late on in the year. And I was just blown away. Mm-hmm. I was blown away with the speed of the game. I mean, anyone who went to that game, even the Donegal game, the the, the two weeks previous to the quarterfinals, and it, it, the, the speed of the game, um, and the Cork game was a fantastic game. Um, even the All Ireland final, even though Dublin, you know, won it easily, it, mm-hmm. the, the intensity of the game itself was huge. Like you could literally, uh, I was on the sideline and I couldn't catch my breath. So the girls, you know, themselves and, and you know, let's, let's be honest about it. They put the exact same effort in as the men. They put the exact same amount of time, you know, the exact same amount of training. Um, and it's a, a very, very, very fast paced game. Don't forget, we've to, as ladies, we've to carry the ball further because we mm-hmm. can't kick it as far as the men, et cetera, et cetera. Now, not that there's that much kicking going on in the men's game right now, but I'm just saying we, we have to carry the ball. We have to also kick from closer range, uh, have to get scores from closer range. So ultimately, our fitness has to be higher than the men's. Um, do I think the standard has improved? I just think it's gone through the roof and it's become one of the most attractive games to watch I mean not just because I'm involved in it but I sit I'd sit and watch a, a high-end ladies game I, I was at the O'Connor Cup final and what a game of football Absolutely. what a game of football it was just end-to-end stuff super game of football uh, you know I, I, I was at, I was at college men's games as well and and there wouldn't have been a fraction of what the, the, the guys in. And that's not trying to compare all the time. I'm just saying that the game has, has changed substantially and a lot to do with, with the promotion of the game, but a lot to do with uh, better coaching getting involved mm-hmm. as well. Of course. And I suppose looking forward to the weekend, obviously we have a few kind of big games in store and not just even in Division 1, looking at the two Division 2 semi-finals between, yeah. say, Cavan and Waterford and Tip and Armad, they're going to be thrillers as well, I feel. Yeah, Cavan and Waterford, I, <laughs> we're actually uh, getting ready for a possible draw there because it has to be decided on the day. So mm-hmm. we have to, to do another scenario if it's a draw for our warm-ups, etc., etc., because Burr, Burr doesn't have a warm-up area. So, I mean, we have to take that scenario into case. I think that's a genuine chance of that happening, Cavan Waterford. That's going to be an absolute cracker. Unfortunately, we won't get to watch it ourselves, but it's mm-hmm. going to be it's going to be a cracker. The other one on the other the other side. I mean, a tip Armagh. Um, I don't know uh, is uh, Armagh have their full contingent back. Um, I don't know if Hannah's back or not as well. But uh, tip are, are are going very well, and they're going to cause and Armagh are, are are going to cause a lot of uh, upsets this year in the senior championship. I believe. Um, 
so I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that. Uh, well, I won't get to watch it, but I'll get to, to see it afterwards on, on tape or whatever. Uh, that should be a good game. Dublin Galway. Dublin Galway. Galway obviously beating Dublin in uh-huh. the thing. Uh, Dublin, you know, had 10 players away at, at uh, the All Stars. Mick was away himself. Um, I think they might have been caught in a hop, but. Don't 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 sneeze at Galway. Galway have all the talent in the world, and they're as good a football team as there is out there. And you know, we went down to Salt Hill and, and we won on the day. Um, but we got lucky quite a lot. They were they were driving at us at the, at the latter end of it, and, and probably should have you know got at least a draw out of it. So Galway are a very very good side, and on their day can beat anyone. So I, I wouldn't be so, so sure who will win that side either. And I think even regardless of this weekend, regardless of the finals, the league, we're looking forward to a really exciting summer of football. Yeah, I can't I can't wait. To be honest, this is a bonus game for us. We're we're out just to play football, and we'll have a shootout with, with Cork. We'll see how it goes. I mean. I'm in no panic. The only thing that uh, a league final will do for us is another two weeks of intense football uh, to get another game in. I mean, that's not being disrespectful. That's that's where we're at. We know Cork and Dublin are, are the benchmarks. Uh, for us, all we want to do is match ourselves up against them and see how we go. And uh, but the summer, summer's what it's all about. You know, we've Cor- we've uh, Galway in the Connacht final, uh, and everybody knows they're cracking games um, and can go either way, no matter what happens. Um, and then we're into a, a new and exciting system for the senior championship, mm-hmm. which is in, in in groups of three. That, that uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Absolutely, definitely. Well, look, we're all looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to it myself. <laughs> definitely. Well, look, thanks very much, Peter, for calling into the studio. Emma, really Thank appreciate you. the chat. And we're just going to switch over to a Skype call we had with Sarah Keneally from Galway yesterday. So she's representing Galway against Dublin in the final in the semi-final on Sunday and she's also over the Clare Galway school team on Saturday um, in the junior All-Ireland final and they won last Saturday in the senior All-Ireland final so she's hoping for the senior junior double in the schools and then obviously her own football on Sunday. Yeah, I suppose first of all, Sarah, uh, congratulations on the All-Ireland PPS Senior Sea title win at the weekend with Claude Chevalier Flair. Um, so you beat, say, Skullware from Trim, was it? 7-9-2-7 in the final and kind of you had a massive second half. Yeah, um, geez, you know, as the saying goes, it was a game of two halves. Um, you know, Trim really put it up to us in the first half. It was 1-2 to 2-7 going in at halftime. Um, I suppose the girls didn't really kick off in the first half. Um, number one, I suppose school, school were, didn't let them. Um, and as I suppose they're, they're only young girls, so nerves definitely played a part. Um, but by God, geez, once they went out in the second half, they knew they had nothing to lose. Um, they couldn't play any worse than what they were playing in the first half. So <laughs> they kicked on and goals came like a tsunami. So um, it kind of, school were found it very difficult to come back from that. Um, but credit to the girls, they showed serious character to um, lift their performance in the second half and come out with the win. Absolutely. And I suppose what was said at halftime, there had to have been... There had to have been a little <laughs> bit of giving out, was there? <laughs> a lot of people say that. Um, no, actually, we didn't. We didn't shout at them. They knew. They knew themselves. Um, myself and Fabian Cooney. She also plays with the Goy team and teaches in the same school as me. So it's great to have the two of us there. Um, you know, she takes some of the, the speech and I take some of it. So um, no, they knew. They knew that they had. To, they hadn't played, um, and they were kind of hiding a little bit in the first half. So. You know, they just they just they just dug deep and kicked on, and uh, they came out with the win and delighted for them. Absolutely, and look, there's another All Ireland title on the line on Saturday. The junior team, so they're playing against it's Killarney in Limerick on Saturday, is it? 
Um, they're playing against St. Bridget's in, uh, from Clarny, and that is in Rathkeel and Limerick at 1pm. So any supporters for Clash Dwally Clark, please come out and support us. Um, so, yeah, no, that'll be an even bigger game. It's 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 B, um, so Junior B, so the, the standard's even higher again. Um, and, you know, we just about got over St. Catharines of our man, the semi-final, just by two points. Um, so that was a heart in, in the mouth moment um, there towards the closing stages of that game. But I definitely think that that game will stand to the girls in the final. And a lot of the girls were playing last weekend. Um, so they'll be tired bodies this week, but um, they're young. They'll, they'll kick on and um, they're raring to go again for next Saturday. Um, so they've got a taste of success from last weekend. So they're they're keen to kick on again. Of course, of course, Sarah, and I suppose, yeah, so the junior-senior double, that, that's on, but, um, yeah. and you touched on a few of the girls playing on both, is there a number, do you have the number exactly of how um, many? Well, from, from last weekend's panel, there'd be eight senior girls that wouldn't be eligible for junior, so that's just to give you an idea, and there'd be a few girls that would come into the junior panel then that wouldn't be on the senior panel, so... Um, it's great for the school. Um, you know, there's loads of girls, I suppose, thanks to the clubs and a down and Clare Galway, you know, it really takes community spirit, the, the grassroots, uh, at grassroots level, their girls have been playing since under six, under eights, and, you know, it's the coaches that have been doing the work with them from from then on, and I suppose they, they come into the school then, I suppose we just put it together, and um, it's great to see that there's there's such enthusiasm for the sport in our school and um, hopefully they'll kick on now and win win the final again on on Saturday. Fingers crossed. Absolutely, and I suppose Sarah, you've your own your own big one on Sunday. So you guys are playing against Dublin in the league, yeah. uh, the semi final, of course, and that's in Kinnegad. Three o'clock. It's part of a double header, so there is an intermediate or Division Two, sorry, semi final on beforehand, and mm. then Galway and Dublin go head to head for a spot in the league final so obviously all eyes on that yeah uh yeah sleep's very important this week anyway for myself and fabian um but no looking forward to it um you know we're under no illusions like i know we overcame them in the league but uh we'll have to up that performance another level um i suppose dublin's preparations going into that game wouldn't have been the best in the sense that you know there was a number of girls involved in the all-star trip so we're under no illusions that um, Dublin are going to bring an A game the next day, and um, I suppose we've they're the retaining they're they're all Ireland champions, so um, we're delighted to be playing the best team in in the in the country, and um, we'll look forward to putting up a battle against them. Of course, and I suppose it is nice to have that little bit of confidence going in that you are the only team to have beaten them in in 2018 so far. Uh, true, yeah. Listen, but. You know, every game is different. Um, you learn from every game that you, you play. Um, you know, we just got over Westmead and that game, I, I suppose we reflected on that and we've plenty to work on again. So, you know, it's a continuous process. Um, we're just looking forward to playing playing the game and getting stuck in and, and hopefully come out the right side of it. Of course, and Sarah Galway's campaign to date, it's, it's kind of been a bit mixed. You know, there have been lots of ups, but there have been a few downs too. And it's kind of the same across the board in Division 1. It's been so competitive. Yeah, true. And I suppose, you know, management, or, you know, that's, the league is an opportunity to play players um, and I suppose to get a feel for what a, what championship team they're, they're thinking of putting forward. And it's great that, like, the majority of I think all of our panel have got game time. And, and that's what you want. You know, girls want matches. And... With that then, obviously, some games will be compromised in the sense that, you know, you're not going to always, you know, girls are competing for places and, you know, you have to give girls opportunities. So every game is going to be different. Every game we're going to learn something new. Um, 
but yeah, we're, we're just, I suppose, looking forward to, um, to playing the weekend and uh, hopefully um, aim for a final position. Of course, and looking at kind of the young talent in Galway, there's been a lot of names coming to the fore over the last few months and, and even years and underage teams having success and even yourselves, the school teams too. Um, you know, that obviously Galway lady, Ladies Football in Galway is in a good place at the minute. Yeah, true. And, you know, credit to the clubs, credit to the schools. Um, they're doing huge work behind the scenes from underage up and, and it's definitely coming through, um, you know, the under 16s and the 14s minor. Um, so there's plenty of talent there. It's just, it's just I suppose, kicking on now and, and making sure, I suppose, the girls tend to drop off um, at the age of 17 and it's, it's keeping them encouraged to play um, and hopefully featuring the senior panel. Of course. And then, of I suppose yourself keeping everything going life on and off the field do you find it tough i know obviously your commitments with school teams as well as intercounty and club and whatnot do you find it difficult or is it kind of something you've just always known um well listen i love it so it's half the battle if you if you enjoy doing something it doesn't seem like a chore and um, definitely at yeah, time management you know you have to your sessions your training sessions and, and meet with the, the school teams and train them and whatnot but listen um i love it so it makes it enjoyable and, and that's what you that's why you take part i suppose so yeah um just i suppose you find time for things that you love absolutely and i suppose then just finishing off with the school it seems like it's quite a sporting school obviously there's plenty of links there yourself fabian as well and then is damien comer there too on placement or something uh, i read yeah, Damien Comer's there, Lisa Gannon um, is also there. Brilliant. And uh, Lorraine Ryan, um, who's involved with Goy Kamogi, Fintano Curreen, um, Daryl Dunn was involved with Goy Hurlers last year in the All-Ireland Success. So yeah, there's, I suppose it's great to have um, have those people involved um, in the school and it's, it's nice to pick up tips off them too. Of course, and I suppose no shortage of, shortage of inspiration even for the students as well looking on. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, that's part that, that falls into place itself, yeah. Of course. Great stuff. Thanks so much, Sarah, and best of luck no now problem. this week. So that's all we have time for this week on the Ladies Football Show. Thank you very much to our two guests, Sarah Keneally on Skype and Peter Leahy for calling into the studio. And thanks to you guys at home for watching. Tune in next time. We'll be back soon for more Ladies Football Chat. Thank you.